Well, uh, turn to Acts chapter 8 and verse 5. And I have a lot, probably a lot of scripture that we're not probably going to go to, but I might mention it. If you, if you have a phone, you can pull up the full notes on uh, boomerangchurch.org slash notes. It's a real, you know, creative name we put on that and uh, unique. <laughs> and um, one of the things that we've been talking a lot about and the Holy Spirit has really, really been talking to me about is what's a normal life for a Christian? What's normal? And part of that's come out of desperation because the truth of the matter is I grew up and I definitely saw the blessings of God, but I would say that if my history and my past of growing up in the church was normal, it kind of stinks, right? And I don't think you're going to hell for saying that. Um, <laughs> so if you're with me and amen's cool, you know, <laughs> there's, you know, it's a... Uh, um, Y'all made me kind of feel all alone up here for a second, just a second. But, you know, I've just been seeking, Lord, what's normal here? And I can tell you that the Holy Spirit has really been drawing me up to a new place saying, look, what you've been experiencing is not normal. My normal is a lot higher than that. My normal is a lot higher. And he's been doing that for some time now. And so uh, I would not say that I'm walking in the normal of God. I would say that I'm starting to scratch the surface on some of that stuff. And I would not just say me. I would say we are starting to scratch the surface on some of that stuff. And if, if you are spiritually aware, it's like this morning in worship. Now, uh, if you are spiritually in tune with the Holy Spirit, you recognize there was a power. That's what Nicole was talking about. There was something released in that worship. There was God was doing some stuff. And, uh, and if you didn't notice that, that's okay. It's just a matter of just going after him, and he'll start to bring you up to places where you start to see there's a lot more going on than just what the eyes see and just what my ears hear. There's a lot more because we really live in a dual world. We live, it's really a spiritual world, and we see the physical side of that spiritual world. But that spiritual reality is a lot more uh, it supersedes the physical reality. That's seen all throughout the Bible in the miracles that God did, the power that he released. So this is what we're talking about is let's walk in the spiritual realities of God and not the physical realities that everybody in the world, the corrupted world, expects. And so, you know, just we've always seen the power of God here, and the devil's seen it too, and he fights it, and we just have to keep on going and say, hey, you're not going to stop me. Uh, the truth is, in America, the truth is, um, we, are, we are primed to allow the devil to stop us because we are very tuned in to our flesh and the comfort of it. And as soon as something comes against the comfort and we have to discipline ourselves, we're primed to stop. And that's, that's a problem, but it's something that on some level, there's got to be some believers that stand up. This is kind of what we were talking about on Wednesday night. There's got to be some believers that stand up and say, you know what, if everybody around me stops going and growing in God, I'm not going right. to. There's got to be somebody that stands up. Well, I can tell you, I made that decision probably about 15 years ago, 
And everything's been different since then. But that doesn't mean that the devil doesn't still try to come against you. One of the things that Nicole was saying earlier is, you know, this week he was trying to attack both of us in just thoughts and different things. So we're not, you know, you get attacked in different ways. So do we. We're not immune to that by any stretch. But we know what to do with it. We know where to file it. We recognize it. We put it in its place and we put it down and you just get better at this stuff. You grow in it. You mature in that stuff. But what is normal to God versus what we call normal in the American church in 2016, I would say are far cries from each other. Uh, the, if you saw the picture of what God calls normal, uh, to be honest, I'm not sure that even our minds could handle all of that. I would I can say that pretty significantly. What God calls normal would probably blow us out of the water, which is why he has to take us in baby steps. So along this way, one of the things that he started to get me to look at is the power of God. You know? So what's more important, the power and the manifested goodness of God or intimacy and fellowship with him? Which one's more important? Fellowship, obviously. The, your relationship with Christ is so important. It, it's the most important. But here's the thing. If you have a real fellowship with God, the power and the manifestations of God are absolutely going to be a part of it. So one of the issues that we're seeing is we're not walking in the power and the manifestations of God's love in our lives. And the reason is because our fellowship is not really where it needs to be. When we start raising up our fellowship, there's only a natural progression to move into the power of God. One of the scriptures that I would quote is where uh, Paul talks about, look, I didn't come with convincing words of man's wisdom, but I came in the power of God. In other words, I could come here and I could prove to you how smart I am by all my, all my jokes and all my different points and this and that and everything else. Or I could come in the reality of God. Reality, hey, he's somebody powerful. He's somebody to worship. He's somebody to give your life to. So this is what Paul did. He said, let that convince you, you know. He didn't have to sit up there and try to convince you and, and logic you into thinking he was a good speaker. He just came in and brought the real of God. And so as we've been going down that path and just allowing God and the Holy Spirit to stretch what we call normal, we've started to see not just an increase of the power of God, but we've started to see some pretty big things. For example, a few months ago, you know the, most of you know the story where I'm praying over a guy and he's blind and he starts to see again. That just happened in March. And then uh, we had just a couple of weeks ago, uh, uh, Chris and Rachel's mom, uh, she was sitting over here and she walked in. She, the devil was attacking her health. She couldn't hardly walk in. You said she was needing help to walk, right? But she said, there's no way I'm missing service. No, -uh, I'm not doing it. She came in. She said, but do you mind if I sit on the couch? Said, it's got, it's got you know, a rest, <laughs> you know. And I said, yeah, sure, absolutely. So at the end of that service, she got up by herself and she walked straight out. I said, how are you doing? She said, I'm fine. And just kept on walking. She got healed right in the middle of the service. So it wasn't just, uh, there, in other words, the ministry that night wasn't just bringing words. It was bringing a power that healed, right? 
We've seen favor poured out in the last month. We've seen jobs poured out in the last... That's all God. Every good and perfect gift is God. But we've just seen this increase of God. A couple of weeks ago on Wednesday night, man, the Lord, I had a message. He said, don't preach it. And uh, we just followed the flow of the Holy Spirit. And and we had service, and it was strong. I mean, it was it was just strong. It was powerful. And then... After the service, the Lord had told me that, hey, I prayed a certain way at the end of the service, and I told people, you know, if you if you really felt the Lord touching you while I was praying that, I want you to come back up. And came back up, and, and the Lord gave me something to say to them, but then he said, all right, I want you to pray. Well, when he did that, and I prayed over him, um, I mean, just, hey, you've heard about people being slain in the Spirit and stuff like that. It, it, being slain in the Spirit basically means... It's just like somebody uh, knocked you out in in the spirit, and um, yeah, have you ever experienced that? <laughs> yeah, so it's just like I mean, and but a lot of times, you know, we do we do courtesy, you know, slain in the spirit. So we just we come up and we didn't feel nothing, but we'll just go, you know, and we'll go back, and because we know there's a catcher there. I didn't put catchers behind people in boomerang in a long time. It's amazing people didn't fall down. I don't know why, you know. <laughs> so there's but. <laughs> It, it's amazing how that changes. But anyway, <laughs> um, but it, I grabbed a hold. And the Lord told me to pray for Chris first. And, and when I grabbed a hold of him, he just went poof and, and completely out for, I don't know, 30 minutes or so. You were on the ground for 30 minutes. And I asked him later, I was like, did you not see when I was praying for this? He said, brother, I, I didn't see or hear nothing. I was gone. I, and uh, man, the Lord did a work. He couldn't. He was trying to get up for 15 minutes. Well, that was the power of God. I was praying over JD, and JD had he just had fire running all through his body, which was a work. All right, so this was two weeks ago. This, this is just God's moving for those that are desiring to see Him. His normal, and like I said, this is what I'm explaining is not normal. This is scratching the surface of it, I believe. There's so, so much more. Because God says, I'll do more than you can ask or think or imagine. So there's got to be, I can imagine some, what I've told you, some pretty big stuff compared to the world's normal. There's more. There's more. In this, I was, earlier this actually came to me at the men's group, and, and she was right, man. And, and here's the thing, we, we'll, you know, people, our guys will bring the little stuff, like I'll bring the Rubik's Cube for everybody to mess with and everything. But here's what's been happening over the last two months. We ain't played or talked nothing but about God for two hours. And we get, we'd start at seven and the restaurant closes at Blue Bay at nine. And, and I'm telling you, the last few weeks, every time it gets, it's like 8.55, we went, how do I? It can't be nine already because we the Lord has been pouring out in that way. And it's been happening at the ladies. It's been happening. The Lord's doing this. And the truth is he's not just doing this at Boomerang. He's drawing people up all over the world. Yeah. All over the world. He's drawing them up. Acts chapter 8 verse 5. What is normal to God? It says, therefore, uh, Philip went down to the city of Samaria and began proclaiming Christ to them. 
The crowds with one accord were giving attention to what was said by Philip as they heard and saw the signs which he was performing. Now, this is interesting because I believe, let's see here. Yeah, back in uh, chapter 6 in uh, verse 5, Philip's just a deacon at the church. And when by deacon, they just meant somebody who was waiting tables. This was not like necessarily, now he becomes this later on, but at this point, he's just coming in. He's first starting his ministry. He started his ministry waiting tables, being a deacon there. He's just a regular guy at church. But now, two chapters later, here he is going down here and he's moving in the signs. He was he Philip was not, you know, one of the twelve apostles. But now he's preaching, he's proclaiming Christ, and there's signs showing up. What is that? That's the power of God is showing up. This is expectation. This is this is normal. And it's not just normal for the preacher, not just normal for the pastor. This is normal for believers. Those that believe will lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. Signs will follow them. Verse 7, it says, For in the case of many who had unclean spirits, they were coming out of them, shouting with a loud voice, and many who had been paralyzed and lame were healed. So there was much rejoicing in that city. In other words, what this guy who just saw these things as normal with God, and so he walked in them, he caused the whole city to start rejoicing. Much rejoicing in the city. The city. Not just one church. The city. This is one guy walking in a little bit of normal. Is that challenging you? Good. Now there was a man named Simon who, was, who formerly was practicing magic in the city and astonishing the people of Samaria claiming to be someone great. And they all from smallest to greatest were giving attention to him saying this man is what is called the great power of God. And they were giving him attention because he had a long time astonished them with his magic arts. In verse 12. But when they believed Philip uh, preaching the good news about the kingdom of God, the name of Jesus Christ, they were being baptized, men and women alike. Even Simon himself believed. So here's this guy. Now, I want you to get the picture of this. This is a guy that the whole city had lifted up and put on a pedestal because they thought he was something special. They had even named him the great power of God. So... Whether he was moving in any power whatsoever or he was just doing illusion uh, doesn't really matter. The people looked at him as pretty high up. Yeah. Oh, how many people do you know in high up places that like coming down to low right. and like admitting that they're not as high up as they are? Y'all know any people like that? Because I don't, <laughs> right? All right, so even Simon himself believed. In other words, he was saying, I've been doing this wrong. I got to back up and go the other way. This is this is stronger. The the little bit of normal of God is stronger than what I've been operating in. Yeah. Enough so where he backs off of what he's doing so that he can do this. It's quite a statement him believing. 
And after being baptized, he continued on with Philip. And as he observed signs and great miracles taking place, he was constantly amazed. Philip, the deacon, who just a couple of chapters ago was just a regular guy in church. Blowing this guy's mind. Now when the apostles in Jerusalem heard that Samaria had received the word of God, they sent them Peter and John who came down and prayed for them that they might receive the Holy Spirit. Verse 16, for he, the Holy Spirit, had not yet fallen upon any of them. They had simply been baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. Now I just want to show you right here is proof that there's a separate event besides being born again where the Holy Spirit fills and baptizes you because these people were already born again, had been baptized in Jesus and received the Holy Spirit for salvation. Now they're being baptized in the Holy Spirit. Right there in that verse is a great proof of that. Verse 17, then they began laying their hands on them and they were receiving the Holy Spirit. Now watch this. Now when Simon saw that the Spirit was bestowed through the laying on of the apostles' hands, he offered them money, saying, Give this authority to me as well, so that everyone on whom I lay my hands may receive the Holy Spirit. Now, Peter goes on to rebuke him, because this is a wrong heart that he's asking in. He's not asking in the right heart. He's, it's, it's wrong. He's trying to get power. He's still, listen to this, he's born again, but he's still thinking in earthly ways. Right. He's still thinking, if I get a hold of this power, I can become the great power of God again. He's, he's trying to promote himself is the problem. But this is the point. When we walk in the normal of God, this is, should be almost a regular occurrence right. where somebody comes up and says, what do I need to get that? Right. What do I need to do? Can I buy what you're walking in? Can, do I just need to follow you? Can I buy it? So how many of y'all had that happen? Somebody come up and say, teach me. Show me. So I'm not talking about the pastors. I'm talking about believers because if this is normal to God, shouldn't this be happening more? Is that right? You see it? So let me ask you this question then. Based on that, is the church as a whole walking in the normal of God? We're not even scratching the surface hardly, are we? We're starting and the Holy Spirit's drawing us up. But the question is, are you going to allow the Holy Spirit's draw up to the normal of God to move you to change your heart and your mind and go after him so that you can walk in this? Are you going to be moved by that and say, you know what, this is more than just sitting in a pew. This is more than just, you know, coming to church. This is, there's something that I need to do. It doesn't matter if everybody else doesn't do it i got to move up to the normal of God. People may look at me funny. They may talk about me. They may do whatever. But I need to move to the normal of God. Period. 
I know the Holy Spirit to me. I, and, and like I said, I, I believe that we're going higher and we definitely have gone to new levels over the last couple of years. And personally, I would say that I have as well. But I, I know I'm just scratching the surface of it. I know that. But I'm starting to see it more and more often and more and more powerful things. And it's not just because I'm a pastor, it's because I'm a believer. But I know he's been drawing me to say, there's more. And you know what? If nobody goes with you, that doesn't erase my call for you to come up. Yeah, that's right. Even if nobody agrees and nobody wants to go. But on some level, here's what you're going to face. Like you can hear a message like that and you're like, I want to move in the power of God. But listen, you, you, you say that for now and, and you know, Nobody did amen, but I feel like you're amening in your heart. So it's, it's, you, you, you feel that now. Man, I like that. that let's do that again. <laughs> so you, you say that now. Well, this is working against me now. Just like 10 seconds, and it went from being awesome to working against me. All right, so... You say that now, but <laughs> come Monday morning, come this afternoon, when you have a choice to make God first, it seems like it so easily falls away. The great power of God doesn't, you, you, where was Philip's beginning? You know, and, and it was Peter that Simon offered, but it started with Philip. That's, that's really what led Simon to, to say, what price will it take for me to get that power? Because, see, what Simon did was he saw that the Holy Spirit was the power that was on Philip, and he said, oh, there's the source of it. Give that to me. And, see, here's the thing. You know, here's the thing where Philip started two chapters back. What was he doing? How do you think Philip started walking in this great power of God? This is what he was doing. Can I help you, ma'am? Can I serve you? Can I love on you? You see, a lot of times we can move in these bumps where we hit a power of God and, and all of a sudden our, our, our fleshly, corrupted, fleshly mind immediately goes to, oh, I have arrived. I'm there. You're not there. You just like hit a pocket of God's mercy and he lets you see what's available, Right? But here's the thing, you'll never walk in it consistently without having the character and the fruit of the Spirit to back it up because that's what supports it. It all goes back to relationship and fellowship. And the truth of the matter is you start walking in this, here's what's going to be, here's what's going to be asked of you, to do what your flesh calls mundane and boring. Phillips, you, you know, here's Philip two chapters later moving in great miracles. I guarantee you, when he was wiping tables over here, his flesh was going, you're better than this. You are better than this. Who are you to be cleaning up after some dirty old men and ladies? Who are you? Guarantee you his flesh was trying to talk him out of the one thing that would take him to the place where the great power of God. Remember, I've said this many times before. God's looking for people that will do the right things for long periods of time. And that means putting your flesh down 
so that God can rise up and take you to his normal. Take you to his normal. I believe he's going to move with this message. There's more scriptures. You can go read them if you want. I believe God's going to show you his normal. I believe he wants to pour out on you. I I believe that God works with his word confirming what he's talking about. And so right now, I just, I want to open up the opportunity for you to say, I want to walk in that kind of normal. And I do want to challenge you and say, look, walking in that kind of normal, it's going to take you putting the flesh down. It'll be awesome. It'll be great. It's an experience. It's not all fun to your flesh. Matter of fact, it's generally not fun to your flesh. But man, it's fun in the spirit. And when you learn to live by the spirit and not by what the flesh says, all of a sudden you walk in in places of joy unspeakable. And not only that, but you get in front of our king and you hear words like this, well done. Not not from the brother on the street, not not from your sister in the family, not from people on the earth. You hear it from the king of kings and lord of lords. Well done. It's not a worldly logic of what's good and how well you did. Oh, you did good. I hear that kind of stuff, and I see people take that kind of stuff all the time, and they wear it like a badge. If Jesus isn't telling you well done, it ain't well done. It's not. That's who we need to hear it from. And that means we've got to get to the place where we put down the flesh.